And in today's episode, we'll be speaking with Paula Darch, a beautiful woman who has gone through her own trauma um, and gone through that process and been able to create a healing centre in Adelaide and has also just recently written her book around grief. Um, So it's a really amazing conversation that um, uh, I'm sharing with you in this episode, um, all around healing and and ways that um, we can heal trauma um, and overcome um, the the challenges of it. So I really hope you um, have fun listening to this. Hello, Paula. Hi. Lovely to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's really exciting. I know we've been meaning to meet with each other for a while and it's the perfect time. It is the perfect time. Yeah. Spot on day. Today is yeah. just the most amazing day. So yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Divine timing. Always, always. Um, now I was just uh, really wanting to talk into the topic of trauma today and uh, trauma healing. And I know that um, at the moment we're sitting in your beautiful space in a beautiful healing center that's yes. just started up in Adelaide. In Mawson Lakes. Yes. Yeah. It's just very exciting for you um, and it's a beautiful place. Um, and so, yeah, just wanting to get you to talk a little bit about what this centre is about but then also the sort of work that you do with trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. So the centre is, as you said, is in Mawson Lakes. Uh, the centre is called the Heart Centre Academy of Healing. The reason behind the Heart Centre Academy of Healing is a safe haven for people to come to feel connected with somebody so that they don't feel alone through their trauma. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And and what sort of things do you do here? What Lots sort of... of different healing modalities. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of connections. So it's really about connecting people to their heart space, about knowing that they're not alone here mm-hmm. um, or even in the world that they, that we are currently living in. Yeah. When we are going through trauma, there is just so much to trauma. And one of the hardest things to know is that there's um, a safe place to go. Yeah. So... One of the biggest things that is really important to me is that everyone that comes to the Heart Centre Academy of Healing feels safe. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way that I've set it up energetically. So the minute they walk in, they can feel relaxed, they feel safe, yeah. that somebody's here to be able to support them. Yeah. So in a healing way, we go through uh, releasing the trauma from the body, from the mind, the spirit and the soul. Yeah. I do that in a couple of different ways. Um, I am Reiki trained, so I use beautiful energy healing, which is just a beautiful, soft, gentle healing modality. Mm -hmm. I've got beautiful sound therapy that really helps the vibrations of the body. Mm. And what I've noticed is that when I use the sound with the trauma clients, they can really feel that trauma actually leave their body. Mm. And that is so important because through trauma, we actually hold an imprint of energy. Yeah. And so being able to use sound on the body, you'll be, you're able to use a frequency to be able to release the energy that is actually holding within yes. the body itself. Yeah. So we use beautiful universal energy, just a nice, gentle, soft energy, but then if I feel drawn to use the beautiful sound therapy, we use that as well. Yeah. I am also NLP uh, 
trained as well as a hypnotherapist. So in some cases, it's really about being able to take my client to a beautiful state of deep relaxation Mm -hmm. and to then be able to like go through whatever we need to. Yeah. For me, it's really important not to ever take anyone back to a trauma. So, you know, not actually focusing on the trauma itself, but focusing on the emotions that the body is keeping because of the trauma. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there is illness and disease because the trauma is trapped within the body. Yeah. So we focus on releasing the energy side of it. We focus on releasing what is stuck within the body uh, through emotions, through releasing, through sound. Mm. Um, I have recently got some beautiful mirrors here. I've just started using mirror therapy and oh didn't realise. Oh, my gosh, realize, that is so powerful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't realise how powerful a person standing in front of the mirror and actually looking straight into the soul of that person mm. and saying, you're safe now, it's over, it's gone. And yeah. the, the healing that has been done just in that session has just been... Profound. Profound. It's like the first time they're really being seen, right? And they're being seen by themselves. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mirror work is is really something special. And, um, you know, because, I mean, there's all different people from walks of life listening to to this sort of podcast. So I would really love you to talk into um, maybe a little bit about energy. Because I know that for me, whenever I used to hear the word energy, Mm. I, for, you know, when I first, 10 years ago, I was like, what is this energy talk about? Um, (laughs) And so it it was sort of quite foreign to me. And, you know, I guess I came to the realization that, you know, even scientifically, Mm -hmm. we are energetic beings and energy can't be destroyed. Therefore, it can only change its form. So I guess, you know, when we think about from that perspective, that things happen like energetically. Yes, first yes and then generally they happen physically that's right yeah yeah um can you talk a little bit about energy and what that really means that would be cool yeah okay so when we think about energy itself everything is energy like what you just Mm. said yeah there is actually no solid matter everything is energy but we are trained by our brain through our thought by our knowing that everything is solid and so when we actually know it on a scientific value Mm. Um, nothing is actually solid. Everything is fluid. Everything is movement. Mm. And so energy within our body, when it becomes stuck and stagnant, often through, uh, through emotions, through trauma, um, through maybe um, an illness or an accident, then the energy actually stays stuck within our body. Mm. That's when the cells then go, hang on a minute, there's no movement in our body. And so the cells then sort of like get tight and our muscles get tight. Then there is like the contributing factor of the emotion that's in the cells, which then can Mm. create disease, disharmony, you know, and the list can go on and on and on. Dis-ease, right? That's right. Break it down, yeah. Dis-ease, disharmony within the physical body. Mm. And it doesn't just end with our physical body because we have an energy field around us, which Mm. is the aura. Yeah. And if we've got, like, stuck, stagnant energy actually in our aura through trauma, then it actually prevents us from moving forward in life. It stops us because it's almost like a wall 
that we have put around us because we've had to, mm-hmm. um, because our wall keeps us safe, right? Mm. But at the end of the day, that wall then stops the good from coming in. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 So because the, uh, the wall stops the good from coming in, then that trauma then stays in the walls. Yeah. And then we stay stuck, we stay stagnant, the energy is stuck and stagnant, and we find it really hard to get out of that. And so this is where the fear, the anxiety, the depression, it starts to overwhelm our energy center, mm-hmm. which then becomes a physical reality in our physical body. And, you know, and then we become this heaviness mm. and then we feel more and more depressed because the heaviness of this great big wall that's around us. So if you were to imagine that you actually had this brick wall around you, yeah, you can't see out of it. You can't, no one can see inside of it. And so you're just actually beating up constantly against the deflecting. Wall. You're deflecting. Yeah, constantly. So nothing can get in, which means that the good can't come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually need to know that we're safe. And this is what the Heart Center Academy of Healing is about. Mm. Being a safe haven so that you can break down those walls so that you can see beyond yeah. what those walls are for you. Mm. So then you're not stuck in trauma state all the time. Yeah, yeah. So and energy. It's, yeah, it is. And it's almost like it's um, what it does is when we heal and when we use those channels to, to you know, clear our energy centers, it's literally like a key being unlocked yes um and then it's almost like a little little speck of light goes through the keyhole and then all of a sudden the body's like hold on a minute of themselves like what's going on there's light out there what's that light called i don't know what that's called i haven't seen that for so long because i've been in my darkness yeah yeah exactly and then it becomes that and that would be another thing um that i'd love to talk into is I went to a psychologist once and I remember, um, you know, I just studied my NLP and all that years Mm, before. So mm. I had a really good um, understanding of myself and my mind Mm. and how it worked. Mm -hmm. And I remember the one thing he said to me, and it was like a revelation. He said, Rachel, I think it's about time that you start living out of survival mode Mm. and you start living in your authentic truth. And I went, what do you mean? (laughs) And What's he goes, that? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, you've been surviving. Yeah. And I said, oh, because I'd seen him about some trauma. Yes. And I said, oh my gosh, that is such a good way to survival mode. I was just living in survival. survival. Yeah. And so I was constantly living in my story. Yes. About you know going back in time about mm-hmm. what had happened mm-hmm. and I couldn't move on from it and it was like this stagnant yeah energy. Yeah. If we want to talk about it like that. Yeah. And um, when he said that, it, in that moment it dropped that I had a choice. Yes. Because I think when we go through trauma and it's such a, an old pattern, it's like, you know, we affirm something, we become it. Yes. If you, if you tell yourself enough about the trauma, you can't, you don't think you have a choice. And it's not until someone tells you there is another way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I had a a lady on the last retreat, Mm. and I feel that I need to share this because it was really interesting because we were working through um, the chakra system, and we got to her crown chakra, and she said, Paula, I'm stuck there. And I'm like, where are you stuck? And she said, I'm stuck in the past life. 
I'm stuck in the top of the castle. And I said to her, so give yourself permission to get out. Mm -hmm. And she went, huh, I have a choice. I can get out. Right, permission. <laughs> permission. And the second that she gave herself permission to get out the castle, yeah. bang, everything changed. Her whole life has just taken a complete 360 yeah. because she actually gave herself permission. She didn't actually yes. have to stay stuck in that top of that castle anymore. Yeah. She's like, I can set myself free. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. And then another lady was stuck in, um, again, trauma state, but she had seen herself locked in jail. And I said, so give yourself permission to leave. And she goes, oh my goodness. And then she left the jail and she saw herself as a bird inside of a birdcage. And right. she goes, Paula, I'm a bird inside of a birdcage. And I'm like, so set yourself free from the birdcage. Yeah. The minute she did that, bang, she literally got up, used her wings and flew. Wow. You know, because she set herself free. All in like a visualisation meditation. All in, yeah. all in visualisation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like those two little tiny things just about giving yourself permission to leave it yeah yeah that's all it that's all it took for these two women and i've done this over and over and over again mm. with you know different therapy sessions and it was really really amazing because the second that we give ourselves permission oh. to actually be something else again it's about a choice one of the things that i say in my healing sessions with everybody we release what we actually have to release. We find out what we need to know and learn from, you know, uh, what we've been through. Because there's always a knowing. There's always a learning to anything in life, good or bad. Yeah. Once we've actually got that, then the next thing that I take them through instantly is I now choose. A mm -hmm. And it's a statement. I now choose. Yeah. And I get them to now choose something else. And then we get them to visualize it, we get them to feel it, we get them to see it, we get them to experience it yes. like they're living it right now. And the shift in their bodies, bang. Yeah. And the one thing that I have had every single person say to me since 2012 that's seen me, they leave this room and they go, I feel lighter. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yes, because the baggage is gone because you gave yourself permission to leave it behind yes. and get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How bizarre is it that all, that's all we permission actually need? Permission and choice. Yes. But it's such a revelation when you actually are given that choice or yes. someone, you know, just in that moment that you're ready to hear it because, I mean, people have been telling you choice probably years before that, right? Yes. But it's not until it drops for you. Correct. And I know for me that day when he's like, you have a, a choice in living your authentic truth, which yep. is what's true to you, and living survival mode. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, there's something else. And so I really think that, yeah, that's a really powerful thing to talk about when it comes to healing trauma, because um, I think, you know, I'll just give you a really, this is a very like personal thing to me, but it's a very like something that I've been struggling with for many years now. And that was the fact that about 10 years ago, I went through like a really deep depression mm -hmm. and I put on all this weight. Mm -hmm. And through the last 10 years, I've been going through layer by layer by layer, you know, trying to heal these things. Mm -hmm. And what I realized just recently, probably a few years ago now, 
was very linked to a, a past trauma. Mm. I was just like, you know, I was suffocating myself mm-hmm. um, because I was suffocating internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until really, really recently that I actually recognized my relationship with food. Wow. Which is like one of the biggest drops I could, could have because what I recognized is that every time when I was a kid, like I'm absolutely loving household, mm-hmm. no denying about love, but mm-hmm. not the household that was emotionally equipped for someone like me. Yep. He was extremely sensitive. Yes. Um, and so there was a lot of like... In my mind, it was chaos. The way I saw it and the way that I lived it every day was it was loud. It was chaotic. There was yelling. And in my head, I would just scream, stop. Like I just wanted it to stop. Stop. And uh, I also had eczema from the age of nine months old. Mm -hmm. So um, really bad eczema. So I was always, always irritated from my body. So that was also another sort of, I mean, I'm not going to say everything's a trauma, but as a kid, I remember it being that I would always miss out because of it. Mm -hmm. And it was always that I was too sensitive. I was too this. But as a kid, I just didn't felt that I was emotionally seen, that my needs weren't being met emotionally. And um, for someone who is so sensitive to energies and Mm -hmm. things like that, Mm -hmm. that was quite, um, it was already really like an overflow I just didn't know who I was, what I was, what everything was happening to me anyway. Um, And so just recently I realised that I wasn't willing to sit in my chaos. Mm. And that is the reason why I didn't change for a long time. I just got so comfortable in this loop. I kept thinking, oh, you really got to do something with this eating habit. You really got to do something with this eating habit, Rachel. You really got to get some help. And so then I went to see, like, an eating disorder person, mm-hmm. stop the binge bulimia, all of that. Mm-hmm. But it was just this cycle of, like, oh, my God, I know I'm doing it, but what, what, like, and then I, it dropped just recently that it was the emotional link that mm-hmm. I had to food that was causing me to continue. Yeah. And it was the realisation that, actually, every time I went to the kitchen or I went for food, I was in survival mode. Yes. And I was living from a place of chaos in my mind subconsciously. Yes. yes. And it wasn't until when all this big realisation happened with my health where I just went, if I don't do something, I'm going to die. One of my friends literally said, I'm really concerned about you. Yeah. And um, and I already knew that myself anyway. Mm. It was just I didn't know what to do. Yes. So I sort of asked for help and put it out there. Mm. And all these things started to come back mm-hmm. and I started mm. to heal my body through Reiki and all different modalities. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't until I sat in it and I gave my, myself permission to sit in the fact that I had a choice yeah. every time I approached the one thing that I thought was to calm me, which mm-hmm. was food. Yeah. So food was my calm. Yes. And so I sat in it and I went, okay, Rachel, do you know what? You don't live in chaos anymore. This house that you live in, it's quiet. <laughs> and you live in here on your own and it's beautiful. Yeah. So you don't need to live there anymore. Yeah. And so I started to become more present with my food. Mm. And one really amazing thing my friend said to me, because he's seen my journey of like health and everything, mm. of wanting to get fit and do the food thing, which I've done. Mm. But he's like, Rachel, why don't you approach your body mm. and your soul and your spirit all in the same way? He yeah. said, you live in the moment all the time. Yep. You always talk to me about it, like with your mind and your mentality. Why do you separate your body to that? Mm. And I thought, oh, another revelation. Like, 
oh, maybe I can just be present with my food Food. and I'll be fine. Yeah. But that took me like 10 years to get to. Yes. And it is all a process. (laughs) Yeah. Like everything is a process. Like I hear you when you say about your family and I hear you when you say about, you know, your food and, and, and everything can, I, it's really interesting as a sensitive being, uh, how sensitive we are to our family circumstances Mm. and how our mind, how our unconscious mind takes on the story. Yeah. And um, and what have you, and you know, I grew up again the same as you, Rachel, in a mm. loving home, mm. but yet felt so disconnected to my parents, so disconnected to my sister. Yeah. And you know, I know they love me. Mm. I know they do, but it didn't feel like that. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I was forty years old that I had a healing session mm-hmm. and it came to this healing session and I could see my mother and I could see me and I'm like, but why don't you love me, mum? And she mm. said, I do. And I'm like, but you don't ever show it. I said, you show it to my sister, but why don't you show it to me? And she said, I show you in my own way. Yeah. And that was the moment that I went, oh my God, I had the aha. Yeah. Because I'm like, Oh my goodness, my mum does love me her own way. Yes. Right? Yes. But it wasn't my way. It wasn't the way that I thought that I was meant to be loved by my mother. Yeah. So it was my own expectation Yeah. of like what I wanted my mum and dad to be for me, what I wanted my sister to be for me. And the moment that I was able to go, wow, mm. Paula, release your expectations. Yeah. So may I share with you Absolutely. something that I have um, actually written in my book? Yes. And we, we will just introduce the book, actually. Yes. Um, Paula has written a book called Parenting from Chaos to Freedom, Living with Parental Grief. Yes. Did you want to talk into that book? I will talk yeah. about the book. So Parenting from Chaos to Freedom, Living with Parental Grief is my trauma uh, with my son. So my son and I uh, have gone through a horrific journey whereby he was born a preemie baby, I was by myself, and then I met a man when he was two and a half years old, and I thought this man was the bee's knees. Mm -hmm. He presented himself as like, you know, God on legs, I don't know what you want to call him. Um, But he, he did everything for me, I thought he was the best thing in the world. Behind my back, he was actually abusing my son. And so we went through significant trauma. Uh, My son landed up being beaten by this man so severely that it has actually caused long-term brain injury, Mm. um, PTSD and depression, plus a lot of um, disabilities. Mm. So through our trauma together, I kept on saying to the psychologist, I just want my little boy back. Where is my boy? I don't know who this person is because my son changed so significantly Mm. that I didn't know who he was. And, you know, we went through so much together. We went through, um, you know, doctors and diagnosis and this and that. And, oh, my goodness, it was just, I have to say it was hell. Um, Mm. As a parent, it was hell. And um, I completely and utterly lost myself as a mum, 
as a wife. I got mm. married in between that time, had another child. But I lost who I was. Yeah. And I realised in all of that was that I was grieving for my expectation of my son. Mm. But I was also grieving for the expectation of myself. Yes. So I was parenting through chaos. Mm. I'm now parenting through freedom. Wow. Because I've come to the realisation, this was a big realisation, was that not only was I grieving for the son that I wanted, that I don't have, I had to accept my son for who he is. Now. Now. Yeah. In this moment. In like, this moment. Yeah. 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 I had to accept that, yes, we went through trauma. Yes, we went through all of this stuff. But what I came to realise out of all of that was my son is not mine. Yeah, well... My son is on his own journey. Yeah. So am I. And there had to come to a time where I actually had to release my son completely. Yeah. Because my son chose a lifestyle, again, his choice, and he now accepts that choice and he's now said to me, Mum, this is my choice. Yeah. Um, but he came to the, you know, sort of through his trauma, through everything, he went down the track of being um, going down some criminal activity, but also being a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And again, trauma all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it was like, whoa, like, you know, we've gone through one trauma and now I'm going through another one. Yeah. But through that trauma, I really found me yeah. because I had to go through the acceptance of my son is not mine. My son is here for his own journey. I can't control his journey. The only journey I can control is my own. Yeah. And so one of the chapters that I wrote in the book was releasing expectations of what we want our children to be for us. Right. And it was a massive chapter for me. I cried <laughs> the whole time oh, I wrote this chapter. Right there. Um, this book for me is um, was very, very therapeutic, very healing. Oh, it would have been, yeah. Um, because I had to actually write things, but I came to a lot of realisations as I was writing them. Yeah. Um, and it took me five years to write this book because I thought that I wasn't worthy of it. I thought that I wasn't good enough to write it. I thought that who am I to tell this story? Yeah. And it came to the um, came to a a day where I sat there in tears in my healing room, and I said, "I know I have to write this, but you know how." My parents always used to give me grief that I couldn't spell, and so I had a belief that I couldn't spell. Yeah, I had a belief that I couldn't write, and I got the words of um, working with spirit. Yeah. And that was, Paula, there are thousands and thousands of people that need your story. Millions. Millions. <laughs> yeah. Right? Don't not write it because you can't spell. What are editors for? Exactly. <laughs> and so I went, oh, my goodness, I don't have to spell. It's okay to write this book and not be able to spell properly. And so I wrote 16 chapters in two days. Whoa. It literally just fell 
out of me yeah in the computer and I was just crying and I was writing and I'm breathing and I'm crying um but 16 chapters in two days that's incredible because it was all within me and I allowed for the story to come out yeah and it's not about the story per se it's about knowing that people that have been through the same circumstances are not alone in their journey absolutely because as I said before in the beginning one of the biggest things that I found so hard going through the journey with my son um, and going through my own journey through life and that is I felt so alone yeah me too yeah felt so completely alone and so the reason why I do what I do now the reason why I wrote the book was so that parents don't have to feel alone in their journey. The reason why I've opened the healing centre is that the people have got a place to come to so they don't feel alone. Absolutely. But the chapter that I want to just share with you, and that is popping the illusion bubble of expectations. Mm. So this is a little technique that I learned one morning because, again, my son has now got a daughter of his own. And I had to pop the illusion and the expectation to do with my granddaughter because I wanted her to be in my life. And she's not in my life the way I want her to be. So what I did was, and this is written in my book, mm-hmm. I saw my son in a, in a bubble. And I saw all of the emotion in that bubble of my expectations, of Mm. my illusions of what I wanted things to be. And then I took some really big deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And then I got a pin, an imaginary pin, and I popped the bubble. And it just flew. And from that moment, it was just like, oh, my goodness. I love that. It's gone. And in that second that it was gone, it was like, I've got to get pen and paper. I've got to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an answer of being a chapter in the book. Amazing. Pop the illusion bubble. Yeah. Pop the, the bubble of an expectation because if we are constantly expecting things to happen and they don't happen the way we ha- want them to, we then go into the story of I'm failing. Yeah. Yeah. We're not failing at anything. Absolutely. We are just purely doing what we can in every single moment of our entire existence. Every single person on this planet is doing the best that they can. And there's a reason in their mind for why they're doing it. Correct. And maybe that saying of if you walked a mile in my shoes, maybe you'd do the same thing. Yes. I I get it. Yeah. I really get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if we can only then take our illusion Mm. and put it in a bubble and... Pop that bugger. <laughs> yeah. The illusion's gone. Therefore, the expectation's gone. Therefore, all of that negativity that we're holding in our energy center and our body just leaves. Yes. And we feel, again, we go back to that light state of going, ah, I don't have this heaviness. I don't have this burden. Mm. I don't have this uh, feeling like crap. Yeah. yeah. It's just gone. Yeah. It really is. It's very powerful. I, I need to get a copy of this book <laughs> or give it to someone who's been through um, something similar. And, and like you said, the whole being alone thing, I mean, that is the reason why I do the podcast. It's the mm-hmm. reason why I have this passion to, yeah, really help people um, through the mentoring that I do. Um, I just, you know, I think 
this has been like an amazing episode. I think that there had been some re- there's been some pearls in here, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> if I was someone listening in that had maybe not even acknowledged my trauma or had had acknowledged it and didn't know where to go from here, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things here today that there is. would have opened up, you know, the minds of many. So yeah, um, and yeah, that's what we're awesome. here to do. Mm. We're here. Um, one of the things that I have realised within myself, why I'm here now, why I've been through the trauma that I've been through, is because if I hadn't been through my experiences, I wouldn't be the best coach and healer that I am today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's... Ta- turning our traumas into gifts absolutely. is a place that that people can get to yes and i think that's the most powerful thing when we switch that and we go okay what are the lessons here i mean we can't change what's happened but we can look at it from a new perspective that's right how can we now look at it in a way that it's in our gift yes so that we're not constantly looking at it from an angle of why this happened to me and constantly living in the past we're actually going do you know what this did happen and it was really really tough yeah but now how can I take some lessons here yes so I can look forward because that forward thinking is so important I couldn't even do that for years I couldn't look forward I stayed stuck in my sons and my trauma for like 13 years. Yeah. I stayed in that stuck mentality of my son was, um, you know, abused. Mm. I then got stuck in that mentality of my son is a drug addict, mm. you know, and then I'm like, Paula, what are you doing? This is, you know, this doesn't define him. Yeah. It doesn't define you. Yeah. It is, it is a bright, it's a, it's a byproduct of what has happened in life. Absolutely. But it doesn't define who you are. Yeah. You know, and it was so funny because I looked at so many different members of society growing up and, you know, looking at them as, you know, going through challenging times and, you know, different bits and pieces. And I used to always go, wow, what's going on with that family for this to happen? And then I was one of those people. I was Mm, that family. mm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it made me be able to see different perspective. Yeah. And one of the biggest things with trauma um, and another big reason why I wrote the book, another big reason why I've opened the centre, and that is one of the biggest things we go through with trauma is shame, yes, blame, guilt, and grief. Yeah, absolutely. Four main ones. They're the four main emotions that we go through. And when we can actually sit back and work through shame, blame, guilt, and grief, we can actually look at things in a totally different perspective. Because when I was, again, writing the book and doing the research on shame, blame, guilt, and grief, Again, I had the big aha moment. I had been putting myself in all of these emotions. But when it came down to the crunch, I'm like, well, I've got nothing to be ashamed of. I wasn't the one that abused my son, so I've got nothing to be blaming myself for. Um, Again, as soon as I found out that he was being abused, I removed ourselves completely from that 
So I've got nothing to feel guilty about. Yes. And then the grief was really about, you know, me grieving for what I wanted my son and I to have together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was working through, okay, so I've worked through the shame, I've worked through the blame, I've released my guilt, now I need to grieve. Yeah. And I love what you were saying before about accepting the emotions, actually stepping into them. Yeah. And so for the first time in my life, I stepped into grief. Yeah. I allowed myself to actually feel the grief. Yeah. So I took myself up into the Adelaide Hills and I screamed Mm. and I released my anger and I released the energy that was attached to, you know, shame, blame, blame, guilt and grief. Um, I got angry. I yelled and screamed um, and and I felt that sadness for mm, the first time. Mm. I felt that hurt. I felt that pain because, again, we're told not to. Don't feel. Exactly. Don't Resistance feel. to reality. That's what that creates. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But what does that do? It keeps it in the body. It does. It really does. So when I run the retreats, I actually get the women to release it. Mm. To actually feel the pain that they're holding yeah. and to scream it out. Yeah. To actually feel that sadness and to release that sadness. Yeah. And it's the same as, you know, here in, a, in the therapy sessions. I have a safe place for them to not feel alone so that when the emotion comes up, that then give them that permission to actually let that go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, you definitely. Know, and I've even come to the understanding too um, of it's it's not even about letting it go. It's about giving the acceptance to the body to release what we need to release. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's even changing that word set of letting go. Yeah. And it's going, okay, can you give yourself permission to release what you need to release yes. today? Yes, And knowing that that's enough. Exactly, that's enough. And and the thing is, the other point, and we will, and we've, uh, I can't believe how long we've been talking for. I, know. I could talk all day. <laughs> um, so the other thing is that when we're blocked off to feeling an emotion, that means we're blocked off to feeling all emotion. Correct. So the fact that when we start to feel again, it's not just one emotion. We're feeling the whole range. And then all of a sudden we start living more feeling lives because we're going by the feeling rather than the head feeling. Yes. Oh, sorry, the thought yes. in the head. We're going from the feeling in the body. Yeah. And to that, I think, was the most magical part for me. Yeah. Was when I started to feel again. Yes. Yeah. So I heard this statement, and this is uh, what I'd like to leave with today. Yeah, sure. Think with your heart. Love with your brain. Yes. Sit with that. Think with your heart. Love with your brain. Oh, I love it. I've not heard of that before. Yes. I'm feeling that. (laughs) Thank you so much for today. It's been wonderful. Thank you. It's been a wonderful day. It has. Um, It's divine yeah absolute divine thank you so much yeah thank you